welcome back to another episode of Broken to Boys. Today I have a wonderful special guest, Bianca Esti. Okay, guys? Okay. I'm going to give you a chance to get to know her a little bit more, what she's going to tell you guys about herself. But before we get into that, I'm just going to break down what today's topic is about. It's about breaking generational curses. And you know everything on this podcast is about becoming a boss, which is being in control of your life. And you cannot be in control of your life if you are still dealing with traumatic issues from your past, if you still continue in bad cycles that has caused you to be in dark places, and you could be potentially putting your kid or people around you in those same predicaments that you were once in that are toxic, okay? So we're talking about how you can break those toxic habits that you've picked up on or that's been in your family for generations and generations. But before we get too deep into it, please tell the people about you and what you do, okay? And this is my cousin, by the way, a baddie. It's in the blood, okay? Hi, I'm Bianca. I'm a mom. So my beautiful baby girl, Arielle. I'm in school. <laughs> I'm in school. Um, not in law school, but I'm getting my degree to become a lawyer. God yes. Women. Black women rock. <laughs> period. Um, Let, first of all, <laughs> Bianca is being very modest right now, and I don't appreciate it. She is the founder of, she's also a mompreneur, if that's the word. I think that's a mompreneur. Yes. Yeah, that, I'm working on that. She, she is it, and that's why I say claim it in victory. She has a book club yes. for ambitious beauty that I am a proud, avid member of. Okay, guys? And also, she has a lot of projects that she is working on. So don't let her be modest here, okay? If she won't brag about herself, I will brag for her, okay? She is working and doing the damn thing, okay? But most of all, we have daily conversations. And before anything, we are together working on a journey of breaking generational curses, okay? This is an everyday thing. This is not something you just address one day. This is... Because it took years to build those bad habits yeah. or to carry on those bad, you know, generational curses and things like that. So it takes time to heal and realize what's wrong. So, like you said, you was a mom. Yeah. So that's a big part. Like, you created a whole nother generation. generation. Yes. Okay? <laughs> so it is up to you to pass the torch and what kind of torch. So do you find it difficult being a mom trying to, you know, pave a new way? a healthier way or do things different from when you were brought up? Do you find it difficult? Yes, I do find it difficult. As in, like, parenting style. You know, you know your aunt. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, like, my mom, love you, mom. She Auntie was, like, very, how can I explain it? She was, like, very strict for a very long time. And it was, like, you know, our relationship as mother and daughter was very weird. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my best friend one minute. That's my enemy one minute. Terrible. I think that's a lot of what a lot of parents do. Yeah, like, especially like a, the mother-daughter dynamic. Yes, it is. It's, like, it's hard to find like the median. Because, you know, moms are, how can I explain it? They're very hard on their daughters and they're very loving to their son. Mm-hmm. They want us to be strong. They're trying to prepare us for the... The real world. world. But that's based off what they've been through. Had mm-hmm. to be. That's either this learned behavior. Mm-hmm. They learned that, that they got the tough love growing up. Or they've been through a particular situation that's like, listen, I'm going to prepare my daughter. And it's like things that we didn't understand as a mom. Do you understand, you understand that, that now? now? Yeah, like, I remember, like, recently, not recently, but me and my mom had this talk after I had my daughter. And she basically was telling me that she wanted me to understand that she was building me up. So when she put me, when she let me go to the world, the world wouldn't chew me up. And I was just like, 
but I needed not more of the tough love, right. but the love, the I nurturing. The nurturing, the loving, and she was just like, I couldn't do that for you. Because when you stepped outside of my doors, nobody would do that for you. And it's so funny you say that. Literally, you're on. <laughs> okay? The same exact way I was brought up. Tough love. Did you hear I love you? Barely? <laughs> Barely. Barely. Any affection? Barely. Cuss you? Yes. yes. <laughs> she about tell me. you about yourself? Yes. What? She would cuss me and then she would tell me, I'm doing this because I love you. I love you. Exactly. <laughs> and as a child, you can't comprehend, like, what? Like, what do you say? Like, all I could think about is, like, you're mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're saying mean things to me. You're mean. So, now that you're raising your daughter, how do you do try to do things differently where it has more of a balance? Where you prepare her for the world, yeah. but at the same time, you are breaking that cycle of that tough love to the point where it turned you toxic in a way. Yeah. So, like, my first thing with my, like... Since she was, like, a, a baby, I would always talk to her, like, as if she was my age. It right. sounds bad. Some people be like, she's a child thing. But, no, I talk to her. I love that. And when I say that I talk to her, it would just be on some, like, say, like, now, when we walking on the street. You know, if your kid is running off, you yelling at your kid, get your motherfucking ass up here. <laughs> right? I would tell her, like, yo, come here. And I would be like, hey. You like being here with me? Yeah. Would you like someone to take you from your mom? Will you never see me again? No. You know there's people that do that, right? Even though she's three. That is amazing. It's like, she know, she'd be like, no, I want to stay with you. You got to hold my hand. She walks with me holding her hand and we... I love that. You have to explain to <laughs> your explain children to why so they don't do it again. Or they understand the consequences. Because a lot of times we was told certain things without explanation. Like, just don't do that. Yeah, and then we're going to try to find out why yeah, not. Do so we're going to continuously do it, whether in front of your face or behind your back. Because you have not broke down to us. Because why we shouldn't, as they feel like, like you, like I just said, you're a child. Right, stay you should say a child's child place, place. Which breaks all communication barriers. So it's like when you tell a child to stay in the child's place, basically you're trying to tell them basically you need to be quiet. You need to be seen and not heard, heard type of thing. Or more so like not to cut you off. Like um, you always give that example like, oh, I do this because I'm an adult. Right. So now you're kidding. They had like, okay, I want to do what you're doing. So you you ever get that, oh, let me rush to be an adult. Adult, exactly. So now I want to be grown so bad because I want to do what you're doing. doing. Nobody told me bills came when you was an no. adult, okay? <laughs> All I thought is that you get lit and have fun and go to parties. No. That's why I was like, whoa, I can't I wait to turn 18. I want to be an adult. And then I said, car payment, rent, <laughs> phone bill. <laughs> what is this? I don't I like it here. I don't like, like that. <laughs> I don't like that responsibility. And that's another thing about generational relationships. We're talking about we wasn't prepared for that. Do you feel like you were prepared? Do you feel like you, even though mom said, you know, I was preparing you. Do you feel like you were prepared the way you could have been prepared? I love you, Lisa. But don't hell, take it. <laughs> don't take it personal, mom. I we love, love you, you. Lisa. I love you, mom. Hell no. No. <laughs> it's so much stuff that as I was growing, like when I got into, say, I'm going to say at 23, mm-hmm. I went to her like, why you didn't teach me this? Like, oh, I want you, this is something that you have to learn on your own. What? Damn, you couldn't do it since a book, a clue, blue like, clues, nothing. A hit? A like, hit? You couldn't send me a kite and be like, this might Hello, happen. Hello, Dora the Explorer, nothing? So, okay. No, a lot of things she didn't, she definitely didn't prepare me for. I could say that she gave me more so, she just prepared me to to just keep pushing through. She always, that's what she prepared me for, to 
Whatever don't comes your way, don't ever give up. And that's one thing I say. I love you too, Ma. I don't take it personal. I can say the same thing about my mother. All I learned is that all I seen is my mother working her ass or working hard, right? Mm-hmm. So I know that I that gave us hard work ethic. Yeah. So we never was lazy because never we didn't lazy. see that. Never depend on nobody. Never depend on nobody, which also can be mm-hmm. a, a bad, bad thing, thing too. Because that I don't. My problem is I don't ask for help. Exactly. I always gotta try to figure it out myself. My, and listen, God places people in your life to help, help you. you. But if you keep rejecting them, rejecting, rejecting them, you're gonna turn your help away. That's gonna stop. It's really gonna stop you from growing. Mm-hmm. It's gonna stop your blessings because if you don't like, and, and it it also turns to, and I don't want to seem like we're going all over the place, but it all you know connects to each other. How do you allow somebody to love you? You don't see, and that's what I'm saying. You gotta when you learn be, that. Like she told me that. I'm like, you have you have to learn that. So much trial and error. Nobody told me what a good example of finances, love, anything. And I know it's supposed to be trial and error, but if you don't even have the blueprint, you don't have the blueprint. You know how many fuck-ups you got to go through that you could have avoided if you have had a certain conversation, a certain experience. You know what I'm saying? I even I told my uncle this yesterday with having, like, you know, the black family dynamic. Mm-hmm. I said the worst thing about me even trying to have a family I don't have no one to look at and say, I want to be that. Or I want to work towards that. I said, everything is just like, damn, am I doing this right? This doesn't look like I'm doing it right. Is this wrong? Like, this looks wrong. Because you don't have someone to stick in and, like, you don't have that guidance. And that's the worst part about it. Like, you really need that. Right. And what's so sad about, you know, children from minority community, they don't have examples of healthy homes healthy relationships of two-parent homes a lot of people who may be in two-parent homes it may be toxic so don't think that just because it looked greener on the other side it may not be greener because it may not be healthy so some people grow up with two parents you're like how the hell they still in the streets how the hell they still doing this you grew up with two parents growing up with two parents means absolutely nothing it could take one parent to show you the ropes and the blueprint to make you an absolutely great person okay and it could be it could take two people to destroy you at the same time at the same time so it doesn't necessarily mean that but and it's healthy it's people who got healthy healthy co-parents together too so it was about helping and healing yourself so so you can do that for your kids and that's the whole reason about breaking generational curses and that's why i commend you for doing things different with your daughter and that's really good because some people they avoid and don't take accountability and they turn into their parents they hate the fact, they be like, I hate that she did this to me. And then, and then they do it to their own kid because they never really try to heal. They never try to find out the why. And that's my biggest fear. Why are you scared of that? Because it's just like, like I said, mother and daughter relationships are like, in black communities, it's like a, it's a tragic thing. Mm-hmm. And when I see my daughter, I see she's like the world to me. And I think about, like, damn. Am I going to be... I don't want my daughter to ever feel like I hate her. Or right. I resent her. Or she's like the worst thing that ever happened to right. me. Like, no. My world revolves around you. You're everything to me. I wouldn't be the person that I am today if it wasn't for, for you. you. Right. So it's just like... Like I said, not... Ma, I love you. <laughs> With me and the relationship that my mom had, it was always, like I said, my best friend, my enemy. So it's just like... I don't have that example as in how do I build that healthy, healthy, healthy relationship, relationship with right. my daughter. But then I had to realize 
I took the time out to write my problems. Like, mm-hmm. okay, what is it with me? Or check deep down inside with me. And then also confront my mom. Yep. About the way that I feel about things and what I feel like she did wrong or what she could have done better. But then I had to realize and understand on her part, like, she only did the best that she, she can could. with what she had. had. Right. And once I realized that, I was just like, okay, now it's time for me to... Take the focus off of her because now she don't, not to say she don't mean nothing, but she's not important in this dynamic Right. Anymore. I got to figure out how I got to maneuver that with between right. me and mine. Exactly. And and then you look at our grandparents. Oh, God. And then you start <laughs> to understand. I understand 100% why my mother <laughs> is why the hell she is the way she is. But the question is, I don't want people to look at my mother and think that I'm going to be her. And nothing's wrong with who you are, Ma. Just FYI, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, she grew up tough. You know, she had to be tough. She had to show no feelings. She had to show, you know, give that tough love. No emotion. There was really no emotion there. But when I see my grandmother and I see that she gave her such toxic I wouldn't even call it love. No. I feel like she didn't know how to love her mm-hmm. correctly. But I feel like my mother did her best to love me because the way my grandmother treated my mother, my mother treated me better. Even yeah. though it wasn't to the best of the standards of what I felt what I would have wanted, wanted mm-hmm. it was still way better. So once you see they at least tried, you know, you could kind of you start to appreciate it as you get older, but when you're younger you don't see it that you don't way. See it. Yeah, I could definitely say that with, like with my grandmother and my mother. My grandmother like love you grandma. She her mango feet. Well, you don't know. She been out. But the I seen what my my grandmother, my mom, and my grandmother never really talked. She never gave my mom that floor to really mm-hmm. talk and express herself. One thing my mom did was my mom did talk to us. She like she gave that floor to 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 be able to like you know communicate communicate you know be our friend like all right I'm gonna do this a little different. My mom was loving. I can't say that my mom never... My mom hugged me. My mom would tell me that she loved me, but like I said, my mom was really strict Strict, at the same time. Now, I'm a girl. I get it. I probably needed it. So it was like... I would say I would put that part, Mm -hmm. some of that, with my daughter, but at the same time, I won't hold my daughter hostage to the point that she hostage to the point to where she can't be herself. Right. I think that my mom was afraid that if she allowed me to, she was trying to direct me so right. much that she wouldn't allow me to be To be yourself and be who and you be are. And be myself. So, I think, you know, she went. Parents, listen. If you're a parent out there to a child, a toddler, older, listen to your children when they're talking. Let them know that they have a voice from young. You know, yeah. like you said, you was talking to Abby from when she was young and couldn't even talk. Let them know that now their voices. Now she two voice. <laughs> but that's also no, good. It's good. She's very. I could say that. Like she's very. She don't take nothing from nobody. Like very voiceful, and it's like a part of me just be like, no, no, no. But then I say, you know what? This is gonna. This is a good thing because I was a point I couldn't. I was scared to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, like, yeah. oh, you getting out of place. You trying to be disrespectful. You you ain't trying to get hemmed up. Yeah. Right? Now I was just like, no, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. I was I'm just trying, trying to, to express myself or let you know. So it's just like that part. I'm like, before you, know you pop, before you can even finish, and you're like, you know, what? I'm gonna shut up. Yeah, my, my business. Over now here. with my daughter, she could tell me like, 
No, mommy, that's my nice. Like, and it's just like, you know, let me listen to her. Let me listen to what she's saying, okay? Obviously, I'm doing something that's not, that's hurting her. Couldn't do that. <laughs> and and the thing about it is it doesn't only hurt females. Like, the general curse goes for males. No. Take a sip. On this episode, we had to drink one. Lots of it, too, because this is it's, it's going to get real personal. But mothers don't realize that they have to stop coddling their sons, abandoning their sons. The thing that you do affect your sons and your daughters to the extreme, okay? I'm talking about... They are bringing their mother issues. These men are bringing their mama issues. They want mamas. They yeah. They, they looking for their mothers. Want, they don't they want, they want girlfriends. girlfriends. They want mamas, and that's why they're not marrying nobody because they're not looking to marry their mama. <laughs> they looking for this their mama. Like that's exactly why nobody get married out here because we have a bunch of damaged people who are not taking accountability to fix themselves. Like we are all placed in a situation like where we all get trauma. Mm-hmm. Traumatized. Nobody can outrun no, you can't hurt, outrun that. pain, trauma. You know, it's coming. It's coming. You've we've all experienced it, and I feel like so many people try to dodge it, try to block it out, try well, to be act like, like it don't exist. act like it doesn't exist, mm-hmm. act like things don't hurt them or things don't bother them. But you're only hurting yourself by not allowing yourself to heal from that trauma. At one point, do you feel like you ever was running and not accepting that you was hurt? By things that have happened in your life? Yeah. Extremely. Like, as we would call the daddy issues. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, like, my dad was in and out of my life. I didn't know that I had pain from my dad until I actually had a child. Mm-hmm. And I was going through things with her dad. And I would realize I would hurt as if I was my daughter. But I was more so hurting because like I that. never really dealt with... My father, it was like he was dead to me. I didn't have no emotions. Mm-hmm. It was just like, like oh, yeah. I was like, who? Like, I didn't feel nothing until that. And then one day I realized, like, wait. Something is coming up here. What is this? And I had to really sit down and really, like I said, like, I write it out. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what I'm feeling. Why am I feeling this? Oh, because of this happened. So that's one thing, like, like with the my whole dad situation. That's one thing that I was avoiding for a very long time and it eventually came up. What I want you guys to know as well is when you build up the coverage to address your situation, your traumatic your situations where dad hurt you, mom hurt you, grandma hurt you, you felt neglected, you have to understand that it may come a day where you may approach them about it and they won't take accountability and you have to be okay with that. You do have to be okay you with that. You have to be okay with that because you will just literally go crazy if you are looking for them to respond the way that you, you perfectly expect them. to expect them. And nine times out of ten, they don't, they come, when you do speak to them about the things that you feel hurt you, they gonna come off as you're attacking them. Right. So, once they feel like you're attacking them, they're gonna start attacking you and it's just like, now it's, you're, you're back to, you're an adult, and now you're back to that little kid. Exactly. Who felt like they were not loved, unheard, mm-hmm. and all these emotions come up, and it's just like. And now you're angry all over again. That fire is building all over again, and you've got absolutely nowhere but more upset. Upset. Okay, the favorite line they're going to hit you with is, I did the best I could. <laughs> that I is love you. all. they be like, I love you. You didn't see how all I did for all you. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. All I did for you. you, see, you oh, I, I did it. Well, I should have just left you on the street. 
Well, I should have just left you in the garbage. I knew I should have. <laughs> sometimes it goes forward like I knew I should have spit you out. Like they should, they they hurt your feelings. But that's how attacked yeah, some parents would feel. Would be. But, but when they get attacked like that, sometimes you gotta allow them to express. sit that, to express that, mm-hmm. and let them sit on that. I had to let my mom sit. I expect me and my mom got into a crazy one, and I told her she would tell you to this day, you curse me stink. Because I had to let her know, like, listen. And I think we didn't speak for, like, a month. And one day she called me, and she was just like, I heard you. I get it. I understand where you're coming from. All right. We're going to, I'm sorry. We could go forward from here. And it was just like, I was just like, wait, what? It's even still to this day when she do bring up the conversation, she would say to me, like, yeah, because I remember that day, but no, I understand where you was coming from, you know. Yeah, I could have done this. And it's just like, you got to give them time to let that, they might, some people might not never say it, but they know. Mm-hmm. Parents know what they could have done better. They know they fuck up, you know. Because as a mom, when I fuck up, I, when I mess up, sorry. It's all right, you can say fuck <laughs> up and we drinking wine. <laughs> fuck it up. <laughs> when I fuck up as a mom, I know, like, all right. I could have done better. Right. So they know, like, what they could have done better. But you just don't expect them to just be with open arms. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Come. It's never. It's like a, a mm-hmm. 9 out of 10, that's not going to happen. Yeah, you'll be. You'll be deeply You will jump disappointed. off the roof and cutting your wrist if you think that's going to happen. Because it's not. It's not. But in all reality, it's about what you can... The main thing about birth generational curses is not truly focusing on what the people behind you did, but what are you going to do, okay? If you you are holding the torch right now. You are mm-hmm. holding the torch for your child. You are holding the torch for your future children if you don't have children. And this goes for male and females, okay? So it's about what am I going to do. If I know that this is what hurt me in my childhood, how am I going to make sure I do differently? You can't just say, listen, I was hurt, but not have changed behavior. Yeah. So what that comes is accountability. You yeah. have to be like, we're going to fuck up. We are human. Yeah. We're going to probably do some messed up things that we are not proud of. But it's about saying, owning your shit. It's about saying, listen, you know what? My bad. I hurt you. I apologize. I'm sorry. And sometimes that is the hardest, hardest thing, thing to, to apologize and get in that vulnerable state because you don't want somebody to play on your emotions. emotions. You know, you don't want them to be like, oh, okay, well, I got her where I want her, or yeah. I got him where I want him. So, it's just never like that. so that's <laughs> why it's like people never really truly apologize or say how they truly feel because they don't want to feel so vulnerable to the point where they get taken advantage yeah. of. And some people feel like being vulnerable is being weak, and it's not. It's not. It's not. Stop thinking that, and and you know, especially with men, they have this this idea like they can't. Be vulnerable. Because they were told. They were told. They was told that as a man, you're not supposed to be vulnerable. You're not that's supposed woman, to cry. That's a woman's trait. There's nothing that's a woman's trait. Let's go down the history line real quick, okay? These traits that we keep reciting over and over, these generational curses were placed on us by the people who brought us here, who locked us and bonded, bonded <laughs> us in to slavery, okay? Yeah. So now that we're not physically in slavery, you're mentally Mental enslaved. Slavery. And now that you're mentally enslaved, you now cannot produce a healthy household, a peaceful household, because it was never meant to be a true house. It was meant to be broken. Yeah. So now that I could break down your mind, I could break down everything else around, around you. you. So you kind of got to break yourself free. Where that whole generational curse come from 
is from back in the days because when we was in Africa doing our thing, we was fine. We was happy. All right? We was eating fufu and jollof rice with our peoples and we was having a good old time until they decided to drag us to a place we didn't even want to go. And then they did to went as far as they were intimidated by our gifts, by our strength. You know what I'm saying? And this is to make a long story very short. But just think about it. You being incapable of giving Ari, God forbid, mm-hmm. a happy home. Mm-hmm. It's just giving society what they foreshadow for the average black woman to be a single mother. But no, you have a chance to have a family with Ari's father, yeah. with yourself. And that is going against the grain. So in going against the grain, you're going to have to work harder. harder yeah, you have to work easy, harder. It's, it's never going to be easy. It's, never, it's not an easy job. Because it's basically like... Two people bringing in, two, both people bring in their their own traumas. Yep. And which all becomes a big, big bowl of controversy. <laughs> okay. So it's just like that's why one thing is that's like um, a two family home is like that's a general curse, a generational curse to me. That's it's like something big to big to break. Because mm-hmm. it's like you know your wounds, your hurt. You bringing it in this home. His wounds, his hurt. He's he bringing it in his home. And then... Yeah, bumping heads consistently. Bumping heads. And as you're trying to... you trying to lay this, and he's trying to lay this, but at the same time, it's just like, you take off a layer, you think you got it, mm-hmm. boom. Boom. You... Boom. God never said it was going to be easy, sis. God never said it was going to be easy. However, at the end, when you finally break through, it's always going to be consistent working, but it gets easier at some point. Right. <laughs> at some point it does get easier but it's going to be a fight if you want to do things differently it's easy to be a single baby mother it is you see it everywhere you know it's it's like an easy shit. it's easy to be married six or seven times with toxic having toxic husband and wife and stuff like that it's easy to have six and seven kids by 10 different girls you know what i'm saying it's easy to do those things Man up and woman up and do something different. Go out on the limb and say, listen, I'm going to do things different. I'm not going to be with society foreshadows me to be. But that's, before you do that, you have to sit down and look within yourself. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand, what am I doing that's preventing that? Exactly. You know what I feel like it is? You have to tell yourself that you're worth it. Because sometimes people don't feel like they're worth it. Now, that's something that I, I personally have to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell you, like, to me, I look at it like, why would I, why do I think I'm special to even have a family mm-hmm. when my mom was a single mother? Right. Her mother was a single mother. My great grandmother wasn't a single mother. She was a married woman. But it's just like from right. grandma to my mom, it's just like, why do I think, who do I think, think I, I am, am right. to. Be like, oh, I'm gonna be different. So many people think like that, though. Yeah, that's not that's not abnormal at all. It's not abnormal, but I have to tell myself, like, why wouldn't you? Why exactly. don't you deserve that? Like, just because that's not something that they didn't do, or they they felt like they didn't want to, doesn't mean that that's something. No, from a little kid, I knew that when, when I decided to have a child, I wanted a family. I thought it would have been easy, preasy, beautiful cover. It sounds, because on the TV shows, they make it look easy. And the just be cute. And it be cute. And when you get in the real shit, you be ready to run. Because you be like, uh-uh, this is not what ABC showed me. I pack my shit every week. <laughs> <laughs> 
But she be right back. I'll be right back. But I she be right I'll back. Go nowhere. She pack it to go stay in the I corner. Pack, I pack it just to be like, all right, I'm going to just sit down. Because God has placed her in position. <laughs> God has placed her in position to break the curse, okay? I'm and on that's it. why. She will. She got declared. I didn't declare it for her already. I'm working okay? on it. Okay? But with that being said, we're going to wrap it up. What advice would you have for somebody trying to start a family or looking to start a family, even if they don't have kids yet or they're pursuing to, you know, get married or things like that, but they are dealing with, you know, some traumatic issues? What what advice do you have first for them to do before, you know, pursuing it? Because, you know, sometimes they say you should work on yourself first before entering a situation or having kids or things like that. The thing with, the thing, I hear people say that all the time, like you should work on yourself before you have kids. Yeah, that's something that you you are supposed to do. But not to say but, but at the same time, you really won't know what's really bothering you. I feel like me having my daughter, I I figured out like the issue. The issues. Because now you're not you have no kids, you have no responsibility. Nine times out of ten, you're probably not even focused on that. You just enjoying your life, you're doing this, you're doing that, or you doing other things. When you forced to, to you look at yourself different once you become someone's parent. Because mm-hmm. now you see life totally different. So it's like, it's like even when you do become a parent, you can never fully stop working on yourself. Day to day, you're never going to be the perfect person. You're always working on yourself. Cause so I can say that, like, just understand that before you become a parent or... Even before you get in a relationship, you're always going to be working on yourself and you're always going to be triggered. But the only thing I could say is just never give up and always just always strive to just be a better you. That's all I like. Just always try to be a better you and always try to figure out. Don't try to say why this has happened to me. Try to learn. Learn what can see what you can learn from the situation that's happening. Mm-hmm. Don't don't have the victim mindset. I have to tell myself that, like, girl, it's why not me? life is yeah, life is why not happening. Me? Like, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to you? Like, okay, this is happening. That used to be me, crying yeah. wolf. No, okay, why is this happening? What can I learn from this situation? And trust in your higher power. I don't know who you believe in, God, you, the universe, whatever you guys decide to call it these days. Put your higher power first. Absolutely. And you. Focus on your high power at all times. You pray for everything. You pray on everything. You pray over everything. I don't care what it is. Once you put your high power first and you ask them for guidance, you tell them to, to help me see, I promise you, there's nothing that you can't come past. Mm. There's nothing that you can't overcome and there's nothing that you can't do. That, whew, I felt that. I feel like getting down and playing right now. Because that was a word. That is, she took the words right out of my mouth. You're always going to be working on yourself. Always. So don't feel like, oh, I have to wait a particular time. You can't put a time on everything you because you are not in control. Once you realize that you're not in control of your story, mm-hmm. it is your higher power, or whoever mm-hmm. you believe in God. It is, he's in control. And you have to be patient, but you have to be willing to also work. Like too. what I told you in the, what I told you before New Year's hit. It's your, your plan, plan versus, versus God's plan. plan. I swear I say that all the time now. I should really put that in my head, and it's so true. Once you get off trying to be on top of everything, like, oh, it has to be this, do it, you got to stop driving yourself crazy. But once you realize you got to keep working, 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 now I want to be better than my mother. I want to be better than my grandmother. Don't even use them as an example. Don't use that example. I just want to be better in general. I just want to be a better version of me. 
Exactly. Like I said, block every block as you said before, block the people from the Pass block out. The, yeah, block them out. And you focus on the image that's in front of you. When you look in the mirror, you focus on that person. Because those people, they make you, they help build who you are, but that's not, that that's not who you are. Exactly. You work on what's inside of you, and you just keep on focused on that. And you'll be good. Listen, God knows your potential. Sometimes we don't really know everything that we are capable of doing. Mm-hmm. But once you start working, once you start building, and you breaking down barriers and coming over transgressions, you start realizing that you're capable of doing a lot more than you ever thought you There's could have There's greatness in you. You just got to yes. know that, push for that, and you got this. And leave that. And we're declaring that we are breaking generational <laughs> curses in 2020. And that's on period. All right, guys? So we're going to end this podcast. Thank you so much, B, for being on the... Yes! <laughs> All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed. See you later. Oh, wait! Before we leave, go ahead and follow on Instagram. Broken to Boss. And go ahead and follow... That's the goddess underscore. We're not putting your Instagram. We don't want the people that are following you are a married woman. Okay? Bye.